Welcome to Impact Church's podcast with Pastor Travis Herman. Pastor Travis also serves as the team pastor for the NBA's Phoenix Suns and has served Major League Baseball as the team chaplain for over a decade. Today, he leads us with a powerful and hope-filled message. We're so glad you're tuning in, and we believe that wherever you're listening from, that God will impact your life through today's message. I want to start by reading uh, in 2 Corinthians, if you look at this with me, in chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. 2 Corinthians, if you're ready, say, I'm ready. If you're ready, look at somebody and say, I'm ready. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God. Somebody say praise God. God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Lord, today we pray, God, that you speak to us. God, that your word shouts to us. It screams to us. God, that it is everything our soul needs today. We pray this in Jesus' name. We all say amen, amen, amen. If you love our worship team, let them know about it. The band members. Today, I want to talk to you about comfort in our troubles. Look at somebody and ask them, are you in trouble today? Are you in trouble? Are you in trouble? Look at somebody else and say, you are trouble. Come on, tell somebody. You are trouble. You are my trouble. You are the reason I have a troubled heart. You're the reason. I want to talk about comfort in our troubles. Now, I don't know if you have lived long enough to figure this out yet, but life can really suck. Has anybody discovered that yet? Like life can be really, really bad. It can be really troublesome. Life can absolutely suck at times. And life is full of trouble. It is filled with troubles. It's filled with highs, but it's certainly filled with lows. And sometimes we find trouble and sometimes trouble finds us. And sometimes we get in trouble and sometimes trouble gets inside of us and life gets heavy. It gets hard. We, we get discouraged and, and we get stressed and we get anxious. And so my question today is when life is hard, when you face troubles, when you are troubled, what is your go-to? Now don't act all righteous 11, 15 AM service. You're like prayer, Jesus. And I'm not saying that it's not, but it's usually Jesus eventually. It's usually prayer eventually. Like, man, I'm going through hell, and, and, and so I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try that. And everybody has kind of a default that they go to. You know people, they drink. Like, man, I just need to relax. I just need to calm down. I just need, I just need a drink right now. Right. And they, they hit that drink because, well, it, 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 I don't know if it calms them down, but it does something. It does something for sure. And, 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 and listen, maybe, maybe, maybe that's you, but I have found, why is it that the most unhappy people you find at happy hour? Has anybody ever noticed that? (laughs) 
say, well, I, you know, man, you know, some of you, you, you smoke, you smoke a nice fat one to relax. You know what I'm saying? Don't act, don't act. 11, don't act. Some of you, you wake and baked and you're at church right now. You're high as a kite right now. Don't act, man. Hey, listen, your pastor has been around long. Hey, I wasn't born with a Bible in my hand. I have smoked everything you can smoke and drank everything you can drink. Like I'm not stupid here. So don't act. You be smoking them doobies on the way to church. You know what I'm saying? You rolling the ganja, you know, the happy weed, (laughs) the happy weed, right? Some of y'all, your go-to is that, you know, you like to like binge watch movies, Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just so discouraged. Give me some eight hours of Netflix. That'll help me feel better, right? Some of y'all, you, you, you eat comfort food. Come on, tell me the truth. You're the comfort food person. Like, man, I'm stressed out. I need food. Like, dude, life sucks. I, I need Oreos. Like, right now. I need something to just, I just need to eat. There's two types of stressors. There's who eat and there's who don't eat. I'm the don't eat guy. Are there any don't eaters? Like, you're so stressed you just can't eat, right? You're the opposite. I'm so stressed, I'll eat everything in sight. Let me see your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? So, like, you got the, 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 the comfort foods. You got some people that, you know, they, they, they just, they work out. Like, man, I'm, I'm dude, I got to work out, right? I used to say basketball was therapeutic. You know, like, life's pro- problems and troubles. Like, I'm going to go play basketball for a while. And, and at least for an hour... Or however long you played, it was like, okay, it's gone for now. I'm in this moment. I'm in this moment, right? Like, what's your go-to? I'll just hook up. I'll just hook up with somebody. I, some of you all think, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, you can't hide from the truth. <laughs> you know what the problem with all of these things are? Is that they're all, every one of them is temporary and it can't actually help with the problem it can't solve the problem it doesn't fix the problem right the 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 buzz wears off and the troubles are still there and not only that now you're hung over and not only that but you probably made stupid decisions right Uh, you get blazed you get baked you get cooked you want another 420 baby and all of a sudden what goes up must come down but it didn't fix anything you still got all of your troubles. You stuff your face full of ice cream and Oreos. Because, man, that's going to make... And all of a sudden, you feel you're like in a food coma, baby. You're in a food coma, and now your jeans don't fit. <laughs> I just need a boyfriend. I just need a boyfriend. Jeff, I just need a boyfriend. Then all my troubles will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Then my, to all you single people who think that a significant other will help. (laughs) You think that's going to fix your troubles. I'm just here to tell you today, you're going to double your troubles (laughs) at the very minimum. You're going to double your trouble, baby. 
Well, what I'm, what I'm getting at today, and this is what I want, I want to talk to you about those that you feel like you're in trouble. Those who have a troubled heart, a troubled mind, a troubled spirit. Those who find yourself with marriage trouble or a relationship that's in trouble. Your child is in trouble. Your mental state, your emotional health is in trouble. Maybe you're in financial trouble or maybe you're in legal trouble. I want to talk to you today and I want to encourage you with four things from God's word. Number one is this. Remember that God is the source of all comfort. Yeah, three of you, amen me and eight clap. God, there's 1,700 people in here. God is the source of your comfort. God, God, God is the source. God is the source of your comfort. If you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those are specifically about the birth, the, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. In Luke chapter 4, you find where Jesus spoke publicly for the very first time. He speaks publicly. He's, he's in a church. He's in a synagogue. And the Bible says that Jesus stands up and he reads from the scroll, the scroll of Isaiah chapter 61. Like how times have changed. Now we have Google, you know, the scroll of Isaiah. And he opens it up. What does Isaiah 61 say? He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom over the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. It's like the first thing he says, he gives us like a purpose statement. Here's why I'm here. Here's why I came. This is what I'm going to do. This is what my mission is. To bring good news to the poor. To bind up the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And to comfort all who mourn. That last song we sang, Come to Me. Tell me that's not a banger. That is a banger of a song. Come to me. It was written from a scripture, from the very words of Jesus Christ. I want to read you this scripture in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me. Come to me. Me. I am the source. I give you rest. I'll give your soul rest. I think oftentimes we only think about rest in the physical sense. Man, I need a nap. Man, I need to go to bed. I'm tired. Your body needs rest. Your mind needs rest. Your emotions need rest. Guess what else needs rest? Your soul. Only God can give your soul rest. 
Your soul longs for rest. It longs to be comforted. And God is the source of all comfort. Paul said it. We just read it. He said, God is merciful. He is a merciful father. And he is the source of all comfort. He is the source and he comforts us in our troubles. Now listen, 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 listen. This is so important. So important. Don't get the resource confused with the source. Because a lot of times we're troubled and we turn to a resource and not a source. A lot of times we get the two backwards and confused. Listen, money is not your source. Your job is not your source. A person is not your source. A relationship is not your source. God is the source. I have known many people who've had a lot of money. Listen, I just want to tell everybody this who doesn't have a lot of money. You with me? You're like, that's me for sure. Listen, I could give you a hundred million dollars. I mean, I can't, but say I gave you a hundred million dollars. It's not going to make your life, your soul any more comfortable. In fact, money oftentimes amplifies your problems. Money is a resource and it is a resource, but it's not the source. That's why people can lose their jobs But if they're tied to the source, their mind is clear. In fact, one of my best friends in the whole world just went through this. Coach Monty Williams. Okay, listen. I've been texting him all day yesterday. You know what he said? He said, all I know is I'm good with whatever God's good with. Because I know that God's got me. I know that God's got me. He understands that this job is not the source. God is the source. God is the source. Look at somebody and tell them God's the source. God's the source. Come on. God is the source. We screw up our lives bad when we look to resources instead of the source for comfort. As you read through the Bible, you see story after story about how God is the source. You look at the Israelites wandering through the wilderness and God providing cloud by day, fire by night, manna from heaven, water in the rock. You look at the New Testament. God feeds the 5,000 plus women and children with five loaves of bread and two fish because God is the source. One day, Peter He was so broke, he didn't have enough money to pay his taxes. Jesus says, Pete, go fishing. Catch a fish. What? Go catch a fish. He catches a fish. What's inside the fish? A gold coin. Because God is the source. Jesus turned water into wine. Because Jesus is the source. He gave sight to the blind. Sound to the deaf because he is the source. Listen, Impact Church family, what I'm trying to tell you today is that God is also your source. And he is the source of all your comfort. He is the supplier. (laughs) Do you guys remember when 
you were kids and you got hurt, what'd you do? <laughs> you run to your mama. I stubbed my toe. I jabbed, I jabbed my finger. <laughs> What's mama say? You want me kiss it, make it feel better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She kisses it. That kiss did not take away the problem, but it comforted me. I felt better about life. I can do this now because mama kissed it and made it feel better. Parents will go to any length to comfort their hurting child. I done put band-aids on things that don't need band-aids. I rolled my ankle. I'll be right back with the (laughs) band-aids. Better? Yeah. Yeah. That's better. One of the great depictions that the word gives us about God is he is our father. He is Abba, A-B-B-A, which means daddy. He's our daddy. He is Abba, father. Right? One of the things that Jesus said is Jesus said in, in, in John 14, he describes the Holy Spirit as our comforter. The Holy Spirit has all these different roles in our lives. But one of those roles is to comfort us. He is our comforter. He is our comfort and he is our comforter in life. In our troubles. He he is our comforter. Now let let me ask this question. Anybody got a favorite blankie? Raise your hand. I'm not going to pick on you. I'm just curious. Do you have a favorite? Like 98% of you are like, nah, I'll sleep with anything. Who has a favorite blankie? Come on, raise your hand, man. Man. Like, that's probably 10% of this service. The last service was like 90%. Clearly all the old people have a favorite blankie in the 9 a.m. service. I have a favorite blankie. I can't sleep without it. It's my blankie. If you, I have a bougie blankie. I got to have bougie blankie. You know? And the older I've got, my sleep has gotten more bougie. Otherwise, I can't sleep. Like, if you could see what Natalie sees, you, you would definitely post that on Instagram. Because PT's got his super soft, snuggly blankie. And I got earplugs in. I got eye mask on. <laughs> I'm serious about my sleep. Favorite blankie. But I've slept on... In, you know, under blankies that weren't so good. Have you? Yes. Let's do the opposite. How many have ever slept with a blanket? It wasn't ideal. Raise your hand. Okay, good. That's most of us. It's not ideal, but I mean, I don't really have anything else. Right? I need some volunteers. Where are my volunteers at? You guys jump up here. I got some volunteers. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amelia, just go around. You got those heels. Just go around. It's okay. Just go around. You got those, those, those heels on. I don't, I don't want to risk my worship leader. You guys, by the way, 
are great looking volunteers. Great looking. So I have, you know, this thought, like I have, I have tried blankets throughout my life. Like for example, there have been times in my life where all I could find was a towel. You know what I'm saying? Like how many college kids know what I'm talking about? Like you're at a friend's house, you're drunk, they're drunk. And you're like, I'm staying the night. And it's like, well, I don't really have an extra anything. You're like, that's good. A towel, a towel will work. You know what I'm saying? So, so towel, this is definitely you, my man, you, you're the drunk towel person. You're the drunk towel person. Yep. 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 There you go. Jeremy. Jeremy is definitely the drunk towel sleeper. And then there's been other times in my life, you know, where you just, you, you just make and do. And like somebody in the family, somewhere where you stayed, there was like a homemade blanket, but they didn't have time to make the whole blanket. They just make a little square. And even that took like 400 hours. And this is like in the family forever. Like it's not going anywhere and it just doesn't quite do the job. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is you kid. You, you had an auntie, you know, your auntie, your grandmama, she made you this. It's, dude, it, you're freezing. Your whole bottom half is freezing. But you got it for tonight. It's what you got to do. And then, you know, I married, I married a Latina. You know what I'm saying? Like, they do these homemade blankies, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Same thing, man. Like, they say these things from nothing. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're like in your family. And, and they're very excited about it. My grandmother made this, you know, and you're like, it's beautiful. That's definitely like a generational hand-me-down, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know, Tyler, you're the closest thing I can find to a Mexican today. So you're, you know, it just doesn't quite do the job, you know, and then I've had, have you ever been, have you ever been on like an international flight? Dude. They give you, they call it a blanket, but it's like super short. And it's like this material It's really itchy, right? Basically it's a rug. You know what I'm saying? How many, it's ever been that bad for you where you literally used a rug. You know what I'm saying? You're like a rug will work, man. A rug will work. And so this is, this is Darison. Darison, you're my pastor Darison. Come on, pastor. Dar- you know what? Lay down, lay down, lay down. Let me get you comfy. Let me get you comfy. Pastor Darison. The rug doctor is here. Yeah. And it's just itchy, dude. It just, it just not comfy. It does not feel good. It's, it's just not comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you've been working out, buddy. (laughs) Feeling good. And the problem with all these blankets is like, I mean, they kind of help, but they don't really help. Right. But then, but then there's this there's this comforter. You know what I'm saying? There's this comforter. Oh, yeah. There. Come up here, Amelia. Come up here with me. Come up here with me. Come up here with me. Get in the box. Get, no, I'm just kidding. Don't get in the box. <laughs> Cover them feet. Cover them feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a comforter. That's a comforter. And, and, and so here, think, think of the Holy Spirit like a comforter who wraps himself around you and just snuggles you 
and just comforts you. It's a big difference from those guys over there. It's a big difference. In fact, in fact, in fact, let me expand on this for a minute because we try all kinds of comforters. They just, they don't work. No, you can sit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, come back here just a little bit. Just come back. Don't fall. Don't fall because you're, you're in comfort right now. So we've got, we've got, you guys look crazy. We got Keegan, one of our worship leaders. And you know what I'm saying? He's chasing the alcohol. He's 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? I got to hit the 24. I got to hit the bubbly. I'm trying to find some comfort because this girl broke my heart and now I'm single. And so like, dude, I'm going to the club and I'm drinking the Coors Light, you know, and, and shoot, man. You got a little bit tipsy, so then you started smoking as well. Yep, marbles. And those aren't even marble lights, dude. Those are like the real deal. Those are full power marbles. And by the way, if you smoke today, I don't, I don't think you're going to hell. But you are definitely going to heaven a lot sooner than the rest of us <laughs> if you smoke today. So then it's like, well, you know, we got, shoot, man. We got Tyler. Tyler's our newest addition from, we got the Oreo, dude. The brother is like, dude, just give me some cookies and comfort me. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, Keegan just can't stop with the, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Keegan can't stop, man. He just, bruh, he can't stop. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, well, Jeremy, you went and bought lotto tickets. Cause dude, if you hit the lotto, you know what I'm saying? Dude, life is going to change for you. Bam, 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 bam. You know what I'm saying? So I hit the lotto and then <laughs> and Keegan, you know what I'm saying? Keegan, <laughs> Hey, 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 you can't, you know what they say? You drink one and the second one drinks the third one. And, and then Pastor Darrison, Pastor Darrison, Pastor Darrison, he big rolled a little, he rolled a little fatty, you know, Pastor Darrison, no, no, don't grab it, I gotta put, stick it in your mouth, you know what I'm saying, there you go, you just kind of got to pinch it with your index finger, and yep, 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 that's it right there, Pastor Darrison be smoking the ganja, the happy weed. Don't act like you don't know about this coming from Hawaii, bro. Every time I land in Hawaii, you could just smell weed everywhere. I have three more points, but it might be a good time to close in prayer. I mean, you guys look great, really, you do. What I'm trying to say is this that you can keep chasing the things of the world. You can. You can keep chasing it. But nothing is ever going to give you the comfort like our good God, the Holy Spirit. Nothing. If you want true comfort, chase Jesus. You'll find it in Jesus Christ. Hey, let's give my volunteers a round of applause. They, they, They did pretty good. They underperformed because they were all drunk and high, but they did pretty good. (laughs) Number two. Is that God comforts us with his peace. 
Don't you just love the peace of God in your life? The peace of God. He says in 2 Corinthians, may God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Grace and peace. In John 14, Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. He said, and the peace I give, listen, it's a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. It's a gift that the world cannot give. I I love this story in Mark chapter 4. There's a story. So here's the scene. The disciples and Jesus, they're on this boat. And they're going across in the Sea of Galilee, right? And as they're they're traveling in the Sea of Galilee, here's what it says in Mark 4 verse 37. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat. So the boat was already filling. But Jesus was in the stern asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. I I love this story. And if you look at this story from Matthew, we just read it from Mark. But if you look at it from Matthew, it says, and suddenly a storm came. And suddenly... A fierce storm came. Isn't that like life? Like a lot of times life, man, boom, all of a sudden there's this storm. It suddenly came. It's fierce. He says, and suddenly a a, a fierce storm comes and the winds are fierce and the waves are crashing over our boat and the boat is filling up with water. And listen, you know how bad this storm was? This storm was so bad because... Some of these disciples were experienced fishermen and they were experienced on the Sea of Galilee. This is like what they do all day, every day. And yet they're freaking out. They're tripping, man, like, God, what is going on? I'm tripping, I'm freaking out here like, man, this boat is filling up with water. This boat is going to sink, we're going to die. And here Jesus is sleeping through all of it. I got news for you. God is not worried about what you're worried about. He's got you. He's not worried about the things that you're worrying about. Jesus in the boat. He's in the boat. He's in the stern. He's sleeping. In fact, it's not just that he was asleep. The Bible describes he was on a cushion. The man is comfy. He's sleeping. He's on a cushion. And he's sleeping through all of it. He slept through the boat rocking. He slept through the winds howling. He slept through the waves crashing. But you know what? There was one thing he did not sleep through. And that was the cry of his disciples. Woo! I love that. I love that. He did not sleep through the cry of his disciples. It's like a mama who can sleep through anything. But the slightest noise of her baby wakes her. What I'm saying is that if you're in a storm today, when you cry out to Jesus, he hears you. He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. And he has the power to calm your storm. He has the power to calm the storm of your mind. He has the power to calm the storm of your emotions. He has the power to calm the storm 
Bye, officer. We appreciate you. We love you. We're proud of you. Oh, one more thing before you leave. That was fake marijuana. I just want you to know the joint wasn't real, man. (laughs) I don't think. It was given to me. I did not roll it. What I was trying to say is Jesus calms your storm. He calms your storm. Do you remember this verse? This is my favorite verses about anxiety and stress in the whole Bible. This is it right here in Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing. Say that out loud. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Say that out loud. But in everything. You know everything means everything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This is the part I really love. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody give him praise today. The third thing, the third thing is that God comforts us with his grace and with his mercy, grace and mercy. May the God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. God is merciful and God is gracious. Grace and mercy. Oftentimes they're said like the the same thing. God's grace and mercy. Like they're so different. There's such a contrast between God's grace and God's mercy. I want you to think of grace as God's unmerited favor. God's grace, unmerited favor. Think of mercy as God's unconditional love. Mercy is when God doesn't give us what we deserve. Are you feeling me, y'all with me? Mercy is when God does not give us what we deserve. You're the one that screwed up, not God. But I extend my mercy. You should pay the price for your own sins. But I love you so much that I'm sending my one and only son to pay the price for all of your sins. Mercy. Mercy. God not giving me what I actually deserve. Grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve. In other words, I deserve to be punished. I deserve to suffer the consequences of my decisions. But God forgives me. I deserve to pay the price for my sins, but God forgives me. Grace, God's unmerited favor. You can't earn it. You can't win it. It is freely given. Mercy withholds punishment that is deserved. And grace gives blessings and favor and gifts that are not deserved. God's grace. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved. It is by what? 
grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. I guess in kind of this weird way, none of y'all are good enough. And so everyone gets a trophy. I know that's normally a bad thing. In this, in this light, that's a good thing. Because you're not good enough. You can't forgive your own sins. You, you cannot get to heaven by merit, by works, by good deeds. I did my good deed for the day. Great. Maybe ratchet that up from one. Take that to the extreme, boy. Maybe do two today. Right? Even if you did two, even if you did 38, even if you did 400 good deeds today and tomorrow and the next day and every day until you died, you're not going to heaven because it's not about you. It's about him. It's not about what you do. It's about what he did. God's grace, God's mercy. We need them both. Both are attributes of God. Both are gifts from God. Both are gifts that God wants us to extend to others. No amens for that. God wants you to be merciful. He wants you to forgive like he forgave. He wants you to be gracious and give away blessings and give away goodness to others. Both are expressions, both are expressions of God's love for us. That first song we sang today is called Keeps Me Going. You know the song we sang? Keeps me going, keeps me, your love, your love, your grace, your grace. Keeps me going, keeps me walking. And today we have our good friend, uh, my good friend, but he's become all of our good friends. We have this guy, David Mutenji. He is uh, the, the skinny black dude up here, like rocking around. And he is uh, from South Africa originally. And he is a part of Elevation Church and Elevation Worship in North Carolina. But he's been with us probably 10 times. He is a friend and a dear brother. And, and, and he, sang, he sang the lead tonight. He sang, he sang our song. An elevation person sang our song. <laughs> and you know that song is also just a scripture. I shouldn't say just like just nothing. But I'm saying that song is a Bible verse. I remember we sat in a session and said, pull up this verse. We're going to write on this verse. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18. Now may you have the power to understand. Listen as all God's people should understand. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep God's love is. God's love is wide. It's never ending. Listen Impact Church. God's love, it's wide enough that it extends across the entire world. It extends to reach every nation, every tribe, every village, every race. God's love is never ending. Never ending. I, I really need to say this because I, I just feel so convicted by this. Sometimes I hear people say, like, I don't like a big church. You might not want to go to heaven. There's so many people can't find a chair. Like, 
heaven's going to be one big freaking worship service. One big church party. We are going to worship the king of all kings and praise God and his glory and his majesty with billions. There's going to be more people in heaven than live on planet earth today for sure. The other thing. His love reaches to every nation, every tribe, every village, every language. This is important, Impact Church family, because some of y'all, you, you only do life with people who look like you. I want you to think in your mind, do you do life with somebody who does not look like you? I'm not asking, oh, I know a black person. (laughs) I know a white person. No, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm asking. Do you do life in your inner circle, your inner circle? Do you have people, a white man who thinks he's black doing life with my brothers and my sisters? I do life with, with I, every, every state of mine. I know not everybody has this childhood background, but a lot of times, like if you're white, you grew up with white. If you're black, you grew up with black. If you're brown, you grew up with brown. I get that. I get that. But it's a choice. Now it's yours to make friends outside. Learn about them. Learn about their culture. Learn about their ways of life. This is what heaven's going to be like. Every tribe, every race, every nation, every village, every language. This is what heaven is going to be like. This is what heaven is going to look like. So get some practice now, huh? Start it up now, man. God's love is wide. It's It's long. It's limitless. It's unconditional. Human love, it's conditional. Don't tell me it's not. You're getting married. I, Julie, take you, Tyrone. I put a white lady and a black dude together. Tyrone. To be my lawfully and spiritually wedded wife. To have and to hold. To love and to cherish. We say things like, we say things like, like, for better, for worse. You said it. Hey, I'm just telling you what you said. You said for better, for, you know how worse, worse can get? Have you ever thought about it? For better, for what you mean? It means for better, and I hope it even gets better than better than better than it is right now. But if it gets worse, I might be out. You say for Richard, for you're like, man, I hope this dude makes bread. I hope this, I'm marrying this woman because she's going to become a doctor. Like, that's what I'm saying right now. We say, till death do us part. You know, God's love is unconditional. Human love is until. I love you until 
And it, it might be the 13th until, but there is a limit of my untils. I love you until you hurt me. I love you until you are not faithful to me. I love you until I don't love you anymore because I don't have feelings anymore. To all you single people, I want you to know the feeling of infatuation, it's gone in about 12 months. There are some people, they only want to live in the state of infatuation. That's not love. That's called lust. You know what the difference between love and lust is? Give or get. Lust is give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Love is I give and I give and I give and I give. And I'm committed to my commitments. God's love is unconditional. No strings attached. There are no untils. God loves you anyway. No matter what you did. No matter how you did it. No matter when you did it. No matter who you did it to. God loves you anyway. No matter what. And I have people say, oh, what do you mean no matter what? What do you mean no matter what? What do you mean what about a murderer? God loves a murderer? Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at David, for example, in the Bible. Who committed adultery. And then had that woman's husband put on the front lines and had him murdered. And God said, I love him. He's a man after my own heart. How about the apostle Paul who went house to house, pulling Christians out, having them put to death, having them put in prison. He became the greatest evangelist ever known to mankind. Yeah. God loves humans. No matter what, what about, what about you? What about like, there are some things we can't fathom because we don't fathom unconditional love, but God does. And that's who God is. His love, it's unconditional. He says, my love is high. It's high enough, thank God, to overlook my sins. To see my sins and my humanity from a heavenly perspective. God's love is deep. You ready for this? It's deep. I have a question. It's deep, it's deep, it's deep, it's deep. How many of you, I want you to just be honest with me. How many of you, God's love is deep. You found God's love at rock bottom. Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand, somebody. Raise your hand. Give them a shout of praise, somebody. You found God's love at rock bottom. You found God's love at rock bottom. It's there. It's there. It's waiting for you. It's deep. It's deep. God's love meets you at the lowest place in your life. Thank God that in the valley of the shadow of death, he is with me. Let's move on to number four. Number four, God comforts us so that we can comfort others. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. God wants you to use your hurts to help others. Hey, by the way, that's called ministry. He wants you to put your pain to work for its intended purpose. Yes, your pain has a purpose. He wants you to use your brokenness to help put others back together. He wants to use that pain. That pain is bigger than you. The pain in your life is bigger 
than you are. Listen, fam, your greatest ministry is birthed out of your greatest misery. Your greatest ministry is going to come from your weaknesses, not your strengths, from your valleys, not your mountaintops. Whatever is your greatest weakness, think about it. Whatever is your greatest pain, whatever is your greatest failure, whatever is your greatest hurt, God wants to use it for his glory. I can't tell you how many people I have ministered to because I had a hemorrhagic stroke six months ago. I can't tell you. It's it's unlimited. I couldn't count. I had a stroke. Those of you, this is your first time. Maybe you didn't know that. But on November 14th of 2022, six months ago, I had a stroke. I lost my mind. I lost cognition. I lost my memory. I lost my speech because it was a brain aneurysm in the basal ganglia area of my brain. While I was in the hospital, the doctor warned my wife that the effects of basal ganglia strokes are irreversible. If that were true, I would not be standing here in front of you today. I would not have memory. I would not have cognition. I would not have my speech. I didn't know my own kids' names. The doctor came in every hour on the hour, did these tests, lift up your arms, and you know, my my left arm would go up, my right arm wouldn't, my left leg would go up, my right leg wouldn't. I still, six months later, I'm still numb. I'm still, my whole right side of my body is still numb. It's not as numb, but it's still numb. I'm preaching to you this entire time. You ever had your foot go asleep? You even see how I said that just now? Go asleep. It's because half my tongue's numb. So I had to go to speech therapy. I mean, grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. Nonstop therapy. That's what my kid's name was. I said 40. My wife said I looked at her with tears in my eyes. And I said, count it all joy. And the doctor said, what'd he say? And my wife said, he said, count it all joy. It's a scripture that says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work in you that you may be mature and complete. And so my first sermon back, Christmas Eve, it was called, Can you believe I preached five weeks later for Christmas Eve? My sermon was titled, Count It All Joy. My wife decided in the clothing store, because she runs the clothing store, she said, I'm going to make Count It All Joy t-shirts. And so there's Count It, you've probably seen them big happy day, you didn't know what they meant. But that shirt, it's the story of my life. Count It All Joy. I'm writing a book called Count It All Joy. We're going to write a song called Count It All Joy. Listen, I'm not going to let the devil win on this one. And what he meant for evil, what the devil meant for evil, my prayer is that God would take it and that he would use it for good. 
and what the devil tried to use against me, my prayer is God would take it and flip it and use it against him. God, that you would use it against him because I'm going to count in all joy and I'm going to tell this story to anybody and everybody that will listen. And I'm going to share some of my deepest, lowest, most discouraging moments with the world because, 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 because I'm not giving glory to the moment. I'm giving glory to the miracle maker because look what he's done because look what he's done. And what he has done for me, God can do for you. Come on, give him a round of applause. God can do it for you. Father, we thank you for this day today. We thank you for your love today. God, today we find comfort in you, Holy Spirit. God, we find comfort. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to do that right now and pray. Pray from your heart. Pray and say, God, today I give you my life. Thank you for giving me yours. I want to live for you. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for unconditional love. Thank you for love with no strings attached. God, we love you. We love you. God, we love you. God, my prayer for every one of us God, as you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good, you turn it for God. God, use it, use it, use it. The devil tried to destroy us with it, but now we're going to destroy him with it. God, use it, use it, God, use it, God, use it, use it, God. God, take, take what the enemy meant. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you and get you more connected. Visit impactchurch.com for more information about our church and how you can get plugged in here with us. Be sure to subscribe and share today's message with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life.